Hello and welcome to the Northern Marrier Podcast. I am your host, Jesse, and with me is my lovely wife, Annie. Hello, friends. Today we will be talking about restfulness. But uh, first off, what's on your mind, Annie? All right, so I'm just going to be real honest. Nothing's on my mind <laughs> in that. I know, obviously, things have to be on my mind, but... It has just been a rough couple of weeks for me. Um, my brain is kind of like in that space, you know, when you're cleaning or reorganizing a room and it just gets a lot worse before it gets better. You know, you're like, this is just chaos and I don't know what's I, I, happening. I don't completely relate to that because I feel like... There have been multiple times that you've come out while I'm cleaning and you're like, what is happening? Yes, I relate to you doing it. <laughs> do you have a different cleaning tactic or do you just not clean i just stay organized from day one. Oh, okay and then i don't reorganize because that's scary i committed to this system change is scary change is scary yeah i i like reorganizing i like redecorating i like all of it but my brain has needed a reorganizing of sorts and i've just been taking some time to like reevaluate some things, adjust my priorities, kind of work on my time management. And it's just gotten a lot worse before it has gotten better. So um, I took a break from social media for almost two weeks, which was actually really helpful. I feel like the change in the weather has been really helpful. I just like the newness of spring and the sunshine and everything definitely just gives me some extra motivation um but yeah I'm just kind of in that chaotic phase so I know you know I've obviously thought wonderful things maybe some not so wonderful things it's been like a whole week since you've asked me what's on my mind maybe we just need to check in with each other more regularly hmm of that question specifically but or I just need to write things down as I think of them yeah um but yeah, it's just, it's, uh, my brain's kind of just, can't think of anything entertaining to say. So if you're also in that space, there is grace for both of us. So it's okay. But that's, uh, that's my little honesty moment. What's on your mind? Well, I, I can't relate to that either. Cause it's just like my mind, just like all over the place. Most of most days, but Lately, and, you know, talking about rest, I feel like it's a little, it's been towards the front of my mind. It's just, like, I feel like people need to just slow down and appreciate, like, living at a slower pace. Because mm -hmm. that's something that I do. And, like, it's just odd to me to just see, like, I, you know, maybe people are late for work or they're in a hurry. But, like, at the same time, just, like, people drive fast. People walk fast. Like, people do everything way faster than I do. I am one of those people. Most people. <laughs> but I feel like, I don't know, I really appreciate. And I feel like it's it can be helpful just slowing down occasionally. And just, like, not living life in a hurry. I don't know. I feel like it really helps me just with managing stress yeah and just like if you if you're not in a hurry like being in a hurry is just stressful by default you yes know? yes it is and so just living life at a slower pace is just nice 
and like maybe maybe I'd go a little too slow sometimes, but it's I don't know. It's, try it occasionally, you know. Yeah, I mean that's definitely that's been something that I have really been working on um, as I've been in this kind of reorganizing, reprioritizing process. And one of the reasons that we wanted to talk about rest today is because I'm trying to prioritize rest more. But part of that is also just prioritizing the things themselves rather than just the ability to cross them off a to-do list or like, I don't know if that makes sense, but I am definitely one of those people that is like always go, go, go. I need to get things done. And there are certain parts of my life where, you know, I'm in a time crunch. Like I only have so much time to do certain things. Um, so I'm working on separating the time crunch from normal life, but I think it's just funny because a few weeks ago you, I asked you to help with me with dinner or something. I asked you to cut up a bell pepper and oh my gosh, it's like you became the sloth from Zootopia. You were cutting it so slowly and I just sat there and it was agonizing for me to watch you cut this pepper in slow motion. <laughs> but it's not slow motion. For you, that's your normal speed. And I didn't even realize it until you said something. And I was like, oh, I guess it's been a few minutes and I'm still <laughs> cutting this pepper. Like, it's just the speed I live life at. Yeah, meanwhile, me, I'm like, like, try to be super quick and get done. But, so you inspire me, babe, to, to be slower. And that sounds rude. I like to live slower, not... Yeah. <laughs> it just I just came out weird. I think ultimately it came from a unhealthy place. That habit mm-hmm. is it came from a it came from a habit of fear. It came from a habit of not timidness. wanting to get close to the finish line. No, like I was so afraid of making mistakes that like mm, the slower oh, you okay. go, the less likely you're to make a mistake. Like cutting a pepper. It, the slower I go, the less likely I am to cut myself. Right. The slower I drive, the less likely I am to get into an accident. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think I've... And, like, going places, like, I will get somewhere a half hour, 45 minutes, like, depending on what it is and how far I'm driving. Like, if we're going to a sporting event, I'm getting there an hour before the gates open. Because, I don't know, maybe I'll run into traffic. And, like, the, ultimately that stems from an unhealthy place. But I feel like as... I've gotten older and, like, work through things. I feel like I've learned to appreciate it as, like, living intentionally instead mm-hmm. of living afraid. Yeah. It's but, kind of shifted a little bit. Yeah. So it's not that you've changed your outward behavior, but the inward motivation of it is different. Right. Because it wasn't always an unhealthy outward thing, but, yeah, the motivation was unhealthy. Yeah. 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 Getting early places... We are not the same. <laughs> it's something that I aspire to, but naturally I am always running late. Yeah. Because I just misjudge how much time something will take. Yeah, I always joke that I think I spent more time sitting outside waiting for my college classes to start than I did in them. Gosh. Um, anyways, yes, I totally agree. Slowing down um, is definitely something that we all should work on. So, great. Well, do you want to dive right in? Yeah. Great. So we're talking about rest today. 
Um, it's definitely been a topic that has been, I would say, on my heart for years now. Um, I struggled with some pretty bad burnout a little over a year ago. Was it a year? Two years. A year. I don't know. A year. Time warp. A year ago. Um, yeah, it's almost coming up on a year um, since I left my career um, or my last career last year. So struggling with burnout definitely kind of propelled me into this newfound journey of seeking rest and really finding what replenishes me and rejuvenates me. Um, so it is an ongoing process as somebody who also strives to be productive and a perfectionist and a people pleaser, can't say no, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, on my end, at least rest is difficult to prioritize. Are there any reasons that rest is difficult for you to prioritize? Um, or is that not something you struggle with? I guess I feel like the biggest thing on my mind is just like, it's kind of crazy how much time we spend working as, as people. Mm-hmm. And like, that's just how our culture and society functions. It's not like necessarily a choice we make, but like, you know, a traditional work hours, eight hours a day. But like for most places, that's eight hours of working. That doesn't count like if you take a half hour, an hour for lunch or your drive to the office, your drive home from the office, like the time it takes you to get ready for work or, you know, unwind from work. And like the amount of time you stay up at night stressing about work. <laughs> and like we spend five out of our seven days working and like, you know, if you sleep for eight hours and it takes, you know, you work for eight hours, it takes you two hours to like eat lunch, drive to work, drive back, maybe more for some people. Like, that leaves you with, like, the tiniest portion of your day to, like, do things. And then, you know, you got to clean and cook and, you know, it's, like, just crazy how much of our life is, like, just dedicated to work. Yeah. And, like, we don't, if we're not intentional, it is very easy to just get consumed by that. So would you say that's maybe one of your struggles when it comes to rest is just setting boundaries with work and like being able to just leave it behind and and pursue rest or I don't think it's necessarily boundaries but it's just mentally feeling like I'm wasting so much of my day Mm. and then like at the same time having not having the energy yeah oh yeah like I come home and I just feel like it takes me two hours to recover And then there goes the rest of my day and uh, it's pointless and, you know. Mm. So it's more of like the mental, it's harder for me to mentally recover from Well, and that's where rest is beneficial. Mm -hmm. Is when you do, when you find the things that are restful for you Mm -hmm. and you make them a priority, it will help with recovery. It will help with um, you know, energy levels and things like that. But I think the tricky part is just that what is restful for one person is very different for what is restful for the next person. Mm -hmm. And so I think 
you know, I think of like traditional Pinterest lists of like self-care ideas um, and how to rest. And, and a lot of them, you know, they sound nice, but there are so many ways to rest. I feel like a lot of people often think of rest as like a dormant state. Like if you're resting, you're sleeping or you're napping or you're just relaxing in a way that doesn't involve much else. But I think what's really helped me is to kind of shift my perspective and just view rest as whatever helps to replenish me. Mm -hmm. And so that it might involve activity. It doesn't always have to be a dormant thing. Um, but I think it's important to just have things, and for me this is especially difficult because I, I want everything I do to be multifunctional and the fact that it's accomplishing at least something, if not multiple things at the same time. So, but I would encourage you to find something that is restful and that brings you joy just for the sake of filling you up. Like it's not accomplishing anything else. Um, I'm trying to think of an example of that. I mean, and we'll talk about some of that at the end too as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, like for us, I think sometimes taking a nap is so tempting. Mm -hmm. But it, for both of us, sometimes, most of the time, I would say taking a nap just drains us more. <laughs> we just like realize how tired we are, realize how much lack of sleep we have. And we just end up napping way too long and it takes us forever to get up and recover and yeah, so sometimes, like, it's so tempting, but it's not even restful. Yeah. You know, you know that I say, I'm just going to nap for 20 minutes, and then four hours have gone by, and you try to wake me up, and I'm not very pleasant to be woken up. So, <laughs> when I crash, I crash hard. Um, but I have definitely learned that if I'm going to take a nap, it it has to be prior to something that I am obligated to. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's what's gonna force me to be like, okay, you actually need to get up and go do this thing. Because if I'm if I have my entire day open, I'm like, oh well, I'll just take a short nap and, and then I'll get up and work out and go to the store or whatever else. You know, my alarm goes off and the next thing I know I'm just like, uh, oh, store can wait. Um, that's okay. I'll just push, but keep hitting snooze, keep hitting snooze. Because the things, if I have a full day with no obligations to other people, I don't see the the obligations and plans that I've made for myself as important enough. Or I feel like, oh, well, my priori priority has changed and clearly my body needs sleep. But really, it's just I struggle to break out of, I don't know, everyone's different. Some people are great at power naps and some people are like me who turn into a zombie for four hours. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just, like, figuring out what works for you. Right, and at the same time, figuring out, like, if you have that opportunity during your work day, trying to figure out if, like, sh like maybe taking a 10-minute, 5-minute break, you know, occasionally, is is that more helpful for you? Is that more restful? Or is it better to just power through and then take longer breaks? Like, trying to figure out which one of those works better for your your personal work schedule and personal like rhythm right yeah that's true um gosh i was gonna ask a question now i can't remember <laughs> i 
I was going to say, what, um, like, what kind of rhythm do you find that helps you? Like, do you, do you take breaks during the day or? I feel like for me, focusing for long periods of time is a real struggle hmm. and could be multiple different reasons I feel like a lot of people our age have that problem mm -hmm. and it's like mostly because of like technology and our phones and stuff like we've just been so programmed and we're used to just having something to distract us at all times and like for me it's a big struggle of like just I can't just sit still for like 30 seconds even so like focusing at, at a work environment for like eight hours is just daunting so I need to just like take short breaks off more often instead of longer ones and like you know it's definitely a problem when it's like you know you're driving or something you're at the grocery store and you've got 10 seconds of downtime and you reach for your phone it's like okay that's probably an issue yeah yeah I think that's a good point um I think I'm almost the opposite where if I take breaks, I'm so much more likely to get distracted. So focusing on a task at hand for longer periods of time is usually my go-to, but also on the flip side of that, it can get overwhelming to, if it's a pretty big task, to sit down and be like, I'm going to finish this whole thing right now. So definitely like breaking things up into smaller portions and maybe just like you know scheduling a time like oh once I finish section one and two or like task one and two I'll take a break or I'll do this and like maybe setting a timer using tools something to like help draw my attention back would be good um to help me with that but I think it's probably been something that a lot of people have struggled with especially since working from home has become such a big mm -hmm. um component of working these days that separating you know breaks from work you know your work environment from your home environment and all that sort of thing it's easy to take breaks when you work from home because you can just go to the kitchen or go watch tv or do whatever you want, honestly, and none of your coworkers or boss or anyone is around to really see what you're, what's on your screen or anything else. Um, if you want to watch Netflix while you work or I don't know. So I think it's, it, the, the line has gotten so much blurrier between a break and just multitasking, like trying to rest and work at the same time, which I think in the end, it sounds like, oh, this is great. I can... I can watch something while I work and that way I'm still being entertained, but I'm still getting work done. And I feel like in the end, it doesn't actually work that way. And it ends up, I wouldn't say it defeats the purpose, but like, I think watching something would be so much more enjoyable for you if you could just devote your attention to that and not have to be working at the same time. Mm -hmm. You're spreading yourself thin. Right. And you're not putting your full self and attention to either thing. And, you know, it seems like like it's in more enjoyable. But at the same time, like, you're not getting... You're not putting yourself into fully into either thing. Right. 
And I think, you know, the more you mingle recreational or like fun things with work at the same time, it's almost like the less valuable they are. Um, and, and, you know, that, that kind of depends. I mean, for me, I wouldn't say that like watching Netflix is actually super restful. Like it sounds like it is on the outside. I'm like, oh, okay. Laying on the couch and watching TV. But like when I really think about it and evaluate it, that, that doesn't replenish me. Mm -hmm. Like it's fun, but I wouldn't say it's restful. And so I think maybe that's a distinguishing feature of that but definitely being able to just separate work and having a designated space or a designated time to rest um or do something that is restful yeah and I think like the the boundaries between work and home I feel like is a, is a really important thing for that and something that you said has kind of gotten broken from mm-hmm. this working from home stuff and like it's really tempting for people to, especially if you take like a long break during the day and then now all of a sudden you're working real late at night and like then that's eating into your sleep and you know, it just can be this bad cycle of unhealthy habits. And like, I think even if you're working from home, creating that habit of like when you're done at like four or five, just like being done, closing it and like, especially like not having your email on your phone. Like if you're the kind of person who's really tempted to just like continue working even after work, like not having your email on your phone and stuff like that is something that like you might need to do. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's, it's hard. And like, I feel like as humans, we so often know, know what's healthy and what's unhealthy, but we have the hardest time doing it. You know, we know that having, answering these emails at 9 p.m. is probably not the greatest idea, but, you know, it's just how we operate. And Yeah. Well, I think, I don't know, do you think that's, for? I mean, this could either be for you or what you might just hypothesize about other people, but it, it, if someone is checking their email and responding at, like, 9 or 10 p.m., um, do you think that that is because it feels as if that's one less thing to do tomorrow. So you're knocking it out now, or is that just out of a habit of, you know, there's not a specific time to work, so there's no harm in me doing, like, what do you think the motivation is behind that? Yeah, I mean, you know, it could be just trying to make your, the next day a little lighter, but at the same time, like, you're setting a precedent you're missing out on whatever you're doing or could be doing in the moment whether that's you know sleeping or spending time with your family like just having that intentional boundary is just it can be hard but I feel like ultimately it's better for us and you know everybody always says like at the end of your life nobody ever says that they wish they worked more (laughs) but like none of us do anything about that we all like overwork ourselves still even though most people would say like yeah that's a pretty obvious quote like nobody wishes they worked more when they're about to die like but at the same time no we don't apply that to our lives even though that's so obvious to us so have you been working on I know that's kind of been a struggle for you because you worked from home for so long um of like separating those two things have you been working on that like do you have your work email on your phone 
I do, but I don't know. I feel like for me, it's not the biggest temptation. Like, Mm -hmm. and like, I'm not somebody who's super important. So, yes, you are. I don't usually get urgent emails. But yeah, that's probably something that's like, it can be stressful, especially if I'm waiting for an email from like one of my supervisors who I know will email me at 9 p.m. And it's like, that can be stressful if I'm waiting for like feedback on a project or something. And it's like, I'm just, I just keep checking my phone knowing that it might come any second. Like, Mm. that's something that's really hard that I probably need to not do. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, this is all, as far as work email goes, is pretty much entirely new to me. Um, Because I have only had an office job for, like, the last six months. Prior to actually working in an office, I had a pretty, like, unconventional career that didn't involve work emails or anything even related to corporate structure or anything like that. So I'm still navigating all of it. Um, And I don't have my work email on my phone because I, even though I only work part-time and I think there is less of an expectation for me to respond quickly because, you know, I'm not in the office full-time, but it's still... It's my nature to just want to be helpful and want to get get people what they need as soon as possible. And I have a hard time saying no or I feel guilty if because for me my own it's almost like my own well-being isn't a good enough reason to say no or to um protect boundaries or anything. And that's something I've been really working on. But I think Um, for me, the most restful things that I can do are things that have absolutely no expectations tied to them because I am that type of person that wants to help, that wants to fulfill whatever needs are asked or even just being a people pleaser. I just want to meet people's expectations all the time. So it adds a layer of what almost feels like work sometimes um, when I I have the best intentions, but really it just ends up, um, you know, still taking a good amount of my energy. Even if it's something that I'm happy to do and I want to do, it doesn't replenish me. It actually takes energy. So I think for me, the things that are most restful would be things that don't have any um, expectations tied to them. What what do you think is most restful for you, or like what types of of things would be? I guess for me, what I find restful is fun, mm-hmm. and you know, it, look, it's, there's a lot of different forms of that, but just like to me, I think most of the time I need mental rest. Just, I have, just have such a hard time turning off my brain from stress and you know worry that like just. I need to have fun to, like, distract myself. And sometimes, you know, those distractions can be harmful. So I need to find the right things that are healthy distractions, Mm -hmm. you know, at the same time. Yeah. And I feel like something that we talk about and try to establish is, like, we talk a lot about, like, rhythm. Mm -hmm. And, like, having a daily rhythm and a weekly rhythm. And I feel like that's one of the bigger like tools 
to help in wrestleness is like having that rhythm of like you know if you need to have your day and your week structured yeah routine is very helpful yeah and like it kind of can seem silly like especially if you haven't done it before you know it can seem silly trying to have that routine and it seems like it might seem like a waste of time but it's something that's like in the long run is can be really helpful mm-hmm. yeah because it routine is essentially just laying out your priorities um and it, it's just as much of in your routine you have to clock into work by 8 a.m every day okay well you need to also make it part of your routine that you need to clock out by a certain time or um set aside like okay after dinner from eight to nine that is designated as rest time i'm putting my phone away so i'm not tempted to like look at anything related to work or get sucked into anything else and i'm taking this time to specifically do something that will replenish me mm-hmm. so just making that a priority um and and as you get into a routine of it one consistency will always you know, maximize everything. So the more consistent you are with taking time to rest, one, the more natural it will feel, but two, you'll really start seeing the benefits of that. Um, Because the more you do it, the more you'll notice how that affects you. It's kind of like if you just try it once, you're like, oh, well, that didn't seem super helpful. So that was pointless. But no, like I, I would encourage you try to stick with it for like a couple weeks and see how that works and communicate that to your spouse or to your family and just say, I'm really, I really want to be intentional of just taking some time where we're not getting sucked into all these things and just we're intentionally doing something that will replenish us and bring us joy. And and, and it's fun just for the sake of having fun. Um, Yeah. And I think something important is like, it almost, it can sometimes feel like rest is wrong or like you're not allowed to rest because, oh, there's still so many dishes in the sink. There's still all this laundry to do or X, Y, Z on your to-do list. So just give yourself permission to rest, even if your house is still a mess. Like, that's okay. Um, but something else I also wanted to say is if your house is a mess and you're, which totally okay if it is ours is too if you're the type of person who can't relax if you're in a cluttered environment or like it's messy and you're like yeah I would love to sit on the couch and read a book because that's what's restful for me but there are toys everywhere there's clothes everywhere there's you know whatever else then maybe go outside and sit in a different environment or maybe like go to a coffee shop and hang out there like Maybe just think about how changing up your environment can influence that as well. Because I know for you, um, Jesse, like clean having a clean space makes a huge difference for you. And I don't always notice the messiness because I'm just a messy person. Um, so that's something I'm trying to be better about is is being more tidy with my things i'm tidy with other people's things but being more tidy with my things to respect what is helpful to you 
And in the end, of course, I would always choose a clean, tidy space over a messy one, but it's, it's not my natural instinct to maintain that space because as someone who rushes a lot, I often choose convenient over cleanly, so. And again, the having that daily rhythm is something that can help us with that is where like we're very we need to be very intentional about after dinner you know we eat and then we clean like because mm-hmm. if we don't if we, we just get sucked in to netflix and then it's 10 30 11 and we don't have the energy to clean anymore instead of just being diligent and cleaning when we have the energy and then watching netflix you know yeah. Um, I also just want to shout out Hulu, because we watch Hulu, too. It's not just Netflix. Yeah. I've been watching more Hulu lately, but shout out Hulu. And at the same time, that daily rhythm can help with decision fatigue, because for some people, that's, that is really stressful, is just making decisions. Mm-hmm. And so if you establish that routine of, like, you know, you get up, you eat breakfast, you know, working out the same time every day, you know, eating a meal around the same time every day. And then like, after you're done eating, you clean and like, just not having to make those decisions every day and stress about decisions can be helpful depending on, you know, your career. And if that's something that's stressful to you. Right. Well, and that's one of the things that's been so helpful to me. I, I haven't been good about doing it lately, but I, I try to on like a Sunday or more a Saturday because I do a lot of stuff on Sundays um, is just sitting down and taking like 20 minutes to decide what we're having for dinner each night. Mm -hmm. Because even just deciding what to have for dinner on a daily basis is like, oh my gosh, I don't know. So if I just like sit down and think about like what food we have or if I'm going grocery shopping, like what to get. And then I just make the decision ahead of time. It just, like, saves me so much stress of scrambling to come up with an idea, um, trying to figure out, like, how I can use what's in the fridge. If I plan ahead of time, I can already have the ingredients that I need. Everything's already, you know, the meat is thawed or whatever else. And so, you know, something that might cause me, you know, I might spend 20 minutes a day trying to decide what to have for dinner, where I could spend just 20 minutes a week just intentionally taking time to think about it and plan it out and then it's accounted for. Yeah, I mean if you're somebody who really struggles with that, like you could plan out your outfits for the whole week. Like, you know? <laughs> and like that's part of what like Steve Jobs did. Like he wore the same thing every day because he had to make so many decisions oh, in really? his work. That was one less decision he had to make in his life. I didn't know that. And like, you know, you it's just something he was intentional about. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, no one's going to judge you if you were. I mean, people might judge you, but that's okay. <laughs> we won't judge you. But, like, something I did is, like, you know, I don't necessarily wear the same thing every day, but a few of my shirts were, like, the same day of the week. Oh, my gosh, your Friday shirt. I don't like it. You look like a green traffic light. It's the brightest green shirt I've ever seen. Are you going to wear it Friday this week? Yeah, I don't know where now it is. Now that you're back in the office? I haven't been wearing a dress clothes for so long now i don't even know where they are i'm sure it's did it's probably I, hung up i, I might have hit it yeah you just hit it and i didn't <laughs> notice for years uh yeah you've been working from home for wow coming up on two years now i guess i don't know in the weird pandemic time warp yeah. of how much time has actually passed yeah 
Well, one last thing um, I wanted to really dig into is for, like I've said, I, I've been really stretched thin and I've been trying to focus on slowing down, reevaluate my priorities and things like that. And I don't feel like I have been as productive as I should be. That's not to say that people, that you are, anyone is expected to reach a certain level of productivity. Or that your self-worth is in your productivity level. Right. And that is something that I really am still working on is not finding my identity in what I do. Mm -hmm. However, there are still certain things that need to get done each day. And... I don't wanna, I don't want to call it laziness. That's kind of, that's what I have written in my notes because that's just like the best term I could think of um describing it, but I think like maybe just a lack of motivation or a lack of energy which is either from stress, maybe it's related to depression, maybe it's related to just other life circumstances, but like how do you differentiate between resting and just abstaining from things that you're that you need to do like yeah. at what point does it become unhealthy right right and like how how do you balance that like is is there room for both like being a little lazy or or unmotivated or whatever the case may be versus taking time to rest should it just be, you know, one or the, you know, I don't know. Uh, I think something that I, a note that I've written down is like, it's just something that we need to be more intentional about. And something that I think in all aspects of everything we've talked about so far, really, and every aspect of a relationship is like, I feel like we don't take the time to sit down and evaluate our weeks, our days, how we feel, how the, our family feels and even if you're somebody who lives alone like finding somebody whether that's a parent or even a therapist or just anybody who you can sit down and just evaluate your week Mm -hmm. evaluate how you're feeling because sometimes we don't know you know in the moment like you might look back on your week and be like wow like this was a really stressful week and or this was a good week and I didn't really take the time to realize that in the moment and we can get it so caught up in, at least I can, in just surviving the day that we just keep surviving the day and surviving the day. And and all of a sudden, a month's passed. It's like, what's what happened, you know? So I think whether it's scheduling like a, a week, every other week, once a month, just sitting down and being like, how are we? Do we need to change anything? You know, just to evaluating yeah and like having legitimate honest conversations mm-hmm. because when you see friends or you sit down with friends to be like oh how have you been how are you and typically your response is oh I'm, I'm good how about you but it's like you know it may be that with that person you don't have the comfort level to open up right but find people that you can sit down and be like you know this week has been rough mm-hmm. like this week hasn't you know and and maybe you can work through if that's something more serious to address or maybe you just had a stressful project at work this week and and it was you know a circumstantial thing um but yeah definitely checking in i've seen some really cool journals that have like a square for each day of the month and then like a little color code chart 
for your mood or mm-hmm. like how you were feeling that day and you like color it in each day because you know i i think whatever you're feeling in the present 99 percent of the time at least for me it almost feels like oh this is how i'm gonna feel forever it, it's hard to remember like oh on tuesday i was sad on saturday i was frustrated you know like different things so like if you just make it a part of your routine every day to just like write down and just like a couple things about your day or like if if you're trying to figure out what's restful for you or what's impacting your stress level or you know just notice more of that fluctuation yeah i think that's really good yeah and you know my biggest my biggest issue with that is that it felt cheesy i think is the best word i could come up with Mm. and it's like just trying to get over that being like it might be weird and awkward and cheesy but like this is something that's going to be helpful in the long run and like one thing that we tried to do that I was definitely a little grumpy about was at the end of the day you would ask my strongest positive and strongest negative emotion of the day Mm -hmm. and like that was an attempt of just like creating a daily check-in of how are we doing Mm -hmm. you know yeah which is something that I also got from the walk and love podcast so (laughs) if any of this is resonating with you definitely check out their podcast as well because um there have been a lot of um tips especially when it comes to rhythm and rest and just finding things that fill you up um that I've gotten from their podcast so yeah, definitely super helpful. But, and that is something that, you know, I, I did try to be a little more, you know, adamant about that. But I think you were just in a place that you were like, I don't even want to acknowledge my emotions right now. That you kind of just, I feel like every answer was about sports. <laughs> What's your most positive thing? Uh, he hit a home run. What was your most negative thing? They lost. Like, it's like, Okay. <laughs> That's not what I'm trying to get at, but... Yeah. Um, I'm just naturally more guarded with my emotions. Yeah. Because I'm so afraid of judgment, which is should, is dumb because, you it's know... It's not dumb. Well, you know, you're my wife. I shouldn't... I shouldn't have that. And it's not... It's not... It has nothing to do with you. It's not your fault. Mm. I'm just guarded always with yeah. everybody. And it's something that I've never... I've never been okay doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not dumb. It's understandable and everyone's different. And the fact that you even want to work through it is huge. So give yourself credit for that. Yeah. And I think one of the things that's helped me work through it is reading about the Enneagram and, Mm -hmm. and that leading to going through therapy and helping me understand why I feel the way I do. Mm -hmm. And that's something we're going to talk about next week. Yeah. Is the Enneagram. Yeah. So, hot tip, <laughs> sneak peek next week. I need a gram. Um, yeah, I think so. I guess to circle back to um, my original question, I, I think when it comes to the difference between resting and just neglecting your responsibilities. Yeah, right. And even personal hygiene and health. Right. I think that now, you know, as I'm talking through this, I think that's probably the biggest difference to me is resting 
is devoting more attention to something and you know being unmotivated or feeling lazy or you know and and sometimes you know that is an indicator that you have things to address if you're not feeling motivated to do normal daily things or things that you previously are were very comfortable doing or were even excited to do and now you no longer are um definitely check in with somebody about that um because that that can be a big indicator for depression or stress you know just just a sign that you need to kind of take care of something and address something um but that typically falls under neglecting and not giving enough attention to things whereas mm-hmm. rest is more intentional mm-hmm. so i think that that would be my distinguishing factor i guess yeah i guess my point of bringing up the evaluation thing was like having somebody who can give you a an objective opinion mm-hmm. uh, opinion on if your actions are healthy or unhealthy you know mm-hmm. somebody can say like it's okay you know you've had a hard week like just you know take a minute or you know just having that person who can help you help give you a perspective yeah. that isn't your clouded maybe you know biased perspective yeah and i think we are always our worst critic Mm -hmm. and so maybe if you're having a hard week your default is to say i should i should be doing more Mm -hmm. i should i shouldn't be struggling with you know doing this simple thing i shouldn't be having a hard time And, and you just criticize yourself and get in your head and having someone else to just come in and say well, but look at this and look at this, you know, give you examples and point things out to you that when you are in that place of, you know, it's kind of like the opposite of wearing rose-colored glasses, I guess. Isn't that what they say when you're, like, seeing everything in a positive light? When you're wearing, like, storm cloud glasses and you're, like, (laughs) you know, all you're seeing is the negative parts of yourself. Um, It is helpful to have someone objectively just point out, like, Either one, that's not true. Look at all these other things you've done. Mm-hmm. Or two, maybe you haven't done as much as you would like, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. You are not defined by what you do or what you accomplish. We all go through ups and downs. Life ebbs and flows. So give yourself grace. And your needs matter. Yeah. You know, like that's something that I've just had to repeat to myself. Like my needs do matter. And if whether that's a need of reevaluating something or taking more intentional time to rest or um, just I don't, literally anything, like whether it's taking a second to go to the bathroom, you know, like I'm I'm the type of person who like I don't think my needs matter, and so I'm like oh I'll just I'll just go later, it's fine, or like taking. 20 minutes to sit down and eat lunch and not work while you're eating. Mm-hmm. Like, just take some time. To, sorry, I feel like that bathroom thing was just really random and weird. But I, I recently learned that that is actually something. I've, uh, I learned it from the Out of the Dark podcast with Mandisa that that is something that people who neglect their own needs or feel like they don't matter are the type of people who don't go to the bathroom and they need to go to the bathroom and they just like 
I don't know. Sorry. That's really weird. But when I heard her say that, I was like, no way. It's not just me. Other people do that. So I wanted to point that out specifically in case you are like that too. And hopefully that helps you feel like you're not the only one. So, but yes, your needs matter. So that's kind of like the big takeaway. And even if resting feels like the last thing that you should be doing, you should be doing it. Give yourself permission to rest. Taking time to rest and recharge properly can end up being more productive. Mm -hmm. Instead of in an unhealthy state of mind, just plowing through and it's just hurting your productivity in the long run you know taking 20 minutes an hour whatever you need to recover and then and then doing the task properly and efficiently when when you're in that healthy space can be a shorter amount of time than trying to do it in an unhealthy manner yeah yeah rest is essentially just taking intentionally taking care of yourself and your own Like, if you want to think of it as a battery bar on your phone, you know, like, you're recharging yourself. Mm -hmm. And recharging yourself is just as important as anything else on your to-do list. Right. So, it it is productive. It'd be silly to keep recharging your phone to 10% and letting it die and then charging it to 10%. You know, just let it get to 100 or, you know. Yeah. Let it get out of low battery mode, man. (laughs) Like, don't you want that bar to turn from yellow to green? I don't know. You don't have an iPhone, so you don't get that. I do have low battery mode still, though. Anyways. Okay. Anything else that you wanted to touch on? No. I feel like there's always more to talk about, but yeah. we have to be mindful of time. All right, so um, what's next? So for me, some maybe... Are we sharing... We're sh- what are Sorry. we sharing for what's next? We are sharing some personal things that help us rest and recover. Okay. And for me, I feel like one of the more unique things for me is like listening to classical music and it's not something I've done in a while but during college was something that really helped me. Really? How did I not know this? I don't know. Like in between classes or before an exam like just music with no words just like Hmm. forced me to be more restful because my brain is just on alert all the time mm-hmm. so listening to something that doesn't have lyrics just gave me gave me noise but then gave me nothing to like no words to focus on so it gave my brain a space to just calm down mm-hmm. and just enjoy the sounds yeah it's a little unique but i don't know um another thing that can be restful for me is disc golf you know if i'm by myself especially if I'm like playing somewhere alone and I intentionally go to somewhere that's like a little more open so I'm not worried about losing a disc you know it can be a very restful thing and I feel like for most people just being in nature in general Mm -hmm. can be very restful there's just something about being outdoors that's just and in nature that just like it's hard to be as stressed you know (laughs) and like Part of it is maybe that unplug from technology, whether it's, you know, you're camping or, you know, enjoying a campfire out back or something. Just feeling unplugged from technology is just restful for me, at least. Yeah. And something that both of us do occasionally that I find can be pretty restful is puzzles. <laughs> puzzles are just a fun time to, Puzzling. like, 
give my mind something to focus on that isn't like there is no expectation I guess you know you gotta get the puzzle done but like you know most people I feel like don't finish a puzzle in one sitting so it's just something that's it gives my mind something to focus on but at the same time is pretty mindless yeah and then another thing that might be helpful for people is video games that are like world building video games there's no like enemy you're not fighting anything you're building something maybe like a sims or planet zoo (laughs) or minecraft maybe (laughs) or like something that's just a world building game Mm -hmm. i have a game called city skylines where you can like design cities Hmm. just a little nerdy but it's not nerdy it's awesome yeah hey nerdy is awesome so but again there's just there's no you know you just have this freedom to be creative and take your time and be slow it's just you don't have to rush you're not fighting anything there shouldn't be this stress there's no task list or like mission agenda that you need to continue to check off it's just Mm open-ended yeah it can be at least yeah (laughs) yeah planet zoo definitely highly recommend um but yeah i love that um i was just gonna briefly say with the puzzle thing when i lived in florida um i lived with larissa and she we did lots of puzzles together, but I, um, I had my internship, but then I also worked at a Ben and Jerry's scoop shop at the time. And so I would be out until past midnight because the shop wouldn't, sometimes wouldn't close until 11 or whenever. I don't even remember. Um, and then just having to close up and drive home and everything else. And so we had our puzzle table set up in our like little common room upstairs and I would come home from Ben and Jerry's. And on my way to my bedroom, I would stop and look at the puzzle and try to get just one piece. One piece. Like, one or two pieces. Um, And weirdly, like, that did help me just switch modes from working. And, like, you know, sometimes I'd be stressed coming home from work being like, oh, my gosh, a customer was really mean to me or, you know, whatever else. Um, It just helped me switch modes to, like, okay, now we're in relaxed mode. Now we're in, like, it's okay. I got a puzzle piece. Life is good. (laughs) Like, it's good. So, yeah. So, my list, um, I think I, so, I, some of the same things as you. Being outside, obviously, um, is just really restful. Like, even today, um, it, as the weather's finally starting to open, like, warm up. I don't know why I said open up. <laughs> warm up. Um, I went outside, and I literally just took a nap in, in my hammock. Like, I... I meant to read a book, but I was just too tired, but literally just laid there, no music, like just listening to the birds, enjoying the sunshine, um, and just enjoying the fresh air and being outside. Naps in the sun is just weirdly one of my favorite things. Yeah. Just wear sunscreen. Don't get sunburned. On the beach or in a park or something, just, it's, it's, on the beach, I guess is normal, but, you know, taking a nap in a park is a little weird, maybe. There's something about... (laughs) On, like, a hot day in the sun just makes me want to take a nap outside. Yeah. Well, go for it. Take as many naps outside as you want. I'll nap with you outside. Should we just live outside? (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Um, And then I also just said, like, being artistic or exploring your creative side, which, for me, I dabble in a bunch of different artistic crafts. Um, I like to crochet. I like to paint. 
Um, I like to play the guitar, you know, all, all different sorts of things. Um, but if you're someone who maybe hasn't dabbled in, in creative arts and you want to, um, I think a really good place to start is just looking up like a super simple, like painting tutorial on YouTube. It doesn't have to be like Bob Ross level. Like he's, he's super encouraging and I highly recommend him. Um, but his paintings are pretty extravagant. So literally just like a super simple YouTube tutorial of like how to paint a really simple like mountainscape or beach scene or whatever like just experiment and let yourself be a beginner at it mm -hmm. like don't tie any expectations to it just do it for the sake of trying something new and being creative because um, it activates like a whole separate part of your brain I also had hanging out with friends with no agenda attached to it and it takes a certain kind of friend so it kind of depends um, but it's nice to have people that you can just spend time with and not have any expectations attached to how talkative you're going to be or what kind of things you're going to do and just like relax together. Lastly, sorry, I'm talking fast because <laughs> I'm trying to be mindful of time. Um, you said you listen to classical music. I have actually been trying to be better about not listening to anything. Um, this last weekend, I specifically took time to just enjoy silence. Um, because, like, you went to go play disc golf or... No, you had a rehearsal for a worship team. And I was... And my first inclination is to, like, oh, I'll put a movie on in the background. Oh, I'll listen to a podcast. Oh, I'll do this or whatever. And then I was, like you know, I don't really want to do those things. I kind of like checked in with myself and I'm like, I'm, I'm doing that because I feel like that's what I should do. And try and check something off the list, even if it's as weird as checking off the list of watching something. Right. And I'm like, but I, I that's actually not what I want. So I just kind of enjoyed silence and just talking or not talking, like just, mm -hmm. yeah. So sorry. I don't know. But yeah, just, I think we, we have so much stimulation all the time. We always are listening to so many things that just taking time to be quiet can be hard for some people, but it's worth getting better at because yeah. it's actually very rejuvenating. Mm -hmm. So those are all the things I had. Anything else to add? Nope. All right. Well, I just want to make sure that we reaffirm that your needs matter and that you need to give yourself permission to rest from the mundane things of daily life. So... Um, we're going to put a question box on our Spotify if you want to um, answer it and tell us what you do that's restful for you. So we would love to hear it. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we can't wait to talk about the Enneagram next week. But in the meantime, just remember that you are not alone, that your needs matter. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.